Hi, this is Chad. I'm so glad to be part of your journey towards product mastery so that you can develop products that customers love. Today, we're talking about the go-to market planning, that strategy of how we get ready to launch products and what's involved in that. And hopefully doing that right, we launch better, more successful products as well. We have a successful launch. Helping us learn about that is Karthik Suresh. He is a technology product leader who's led teams as founder, early hire of startups, and an executive at companies that include Facebook, Craft.co, and KCG's Holdings. He studied computer science at Carnegie Mellon and business at the London Business School. And now he's the co-founder of Ignition that has helped organizations launch more than 200 products. Ignition is the world's first go-to-market platform for managing all stages of the product lifecycle. And as a reminder, as we talk, if you hear something you want to go back to, we do take detailed written notes for you. We also prepare a one-page action guide for you, and also it's an easy tool to share with others to help you really put into action the key takeaways from our discussion today. You'll find those resources at productmasterynow.com slash 377. Karthik, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a topic we've been meaning to get to, uh, and it has not come up much on the podcast. And it's really important, right? Because as, as product people, we, we work on all aspects. Some of us tend to work more in one place, right? But, you know, we, where does the idea come from? How do we kind of validate if that's an idea we should pursue or not? If we're pursuing it the right way, we actually develop it into a product. And then we need to get this product out to the market. That, that's launching the product. So this go-to-market strategy is pretty important for us. And what's involved in planning, doing that planning, I was wondering if, if you maybe could just start us off with a story, um, you know, pick something from your experience or, or someone that's been getting a product to market. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would love to say that, you know, go to market and in, in general, you know, basically as a product, I've been working on product management for a while now. I think engineers and product managers especially tend to underestimate the amount of investments required in a, in a really high quality go to market process and that makes a huge difference if a huge difference in whether your product launch is successful or not there's also like there's so many tweets around like you know is distribution more important or is product more important i belong to the category where distribution is at least as equally important to the product if not more there's so many amazing products out there but with no users and the big difference is because they haven't really invested in a high quality go to market process. So that's what, you know, I'm so excited to talk about that today. Unfortunately, the times are gone and they have been for a long time where we can just develop a better mousetrap and people beat a path to our door to get it, right? Yeah. We have to make them aware <laughs> that the, that we have something of value for them and the go to market planning helps us get that done. And then obviously distributing it so they can get their hands on it's pretty important too. Exactly. And also like gone are the days where the Facebook ads were super cheap or the content on the web was low that you could just optimize your pages and get Google search traffic coming in. You know, there's like, it's a huge difference today versus like, you know, five, even five years ago. So investing in a high quality, like launch process, thinking about messaging, positioning, that tends to, you know, pay a lot of rewards down the, down the lane. But yeah, let me talk, let me start with like some, some stories, you know, work. Worked in my, you know, startups. I was a co-founder before as early employee and then, you know, worked Facebook as well. But I've seen the problems. The problems are pretty much very similar, whether it's a, it's a really large established org or even, you know, an early stage company. I mean, for example, like, so I, the, my last role at Facebook was I was a PM on the Facebook reality labs, which is like now meta. Mm-hmm. And uh, one example of a feature we had launched, I mean, without going to specifics, for example, we want to launch referrals for portals or Oculus and the way the, the go to market process involves so many different teams. There is 
obviously the engineering and product teams but there's also marketing and within marketing there's brand marketing there is like different there is like different partnerships and then you know there's this whole the management layer and then there's also like partners orgs because you want to you want to promote your referral program let's say in the facebook app or the instagram app so you need to work with teams across your org in order to launch your product even within facebook and this is a huge and a highly cross collaborative process with so many stakeholders and it was managed out of this one giant spreadsheet with like some 20 or 30 sheet within this right and every sheet had details like you know one sheet was about like the, the target persona the other one was all about messaging the other one was like positioning and then there's like one sheet just to track the daily stand-ups and the way the stakeholder collaboration was done is basically like <coughs> excuse me so you would just huddle together in a room like almost like a war room a bunch of people from different teams and then just talk to them okay did you get this done did you get this done and then there's apart from that there was a huge launch checklist like all the things you had to do before you go live right in addition to that it's like okay which channels are you you're going to use to use to promote referrals like are we going to run ads or are we going to ping the existing users you know directly through email so what channels are you going to use and then we need to work with the designers and copywriters to come up with assets for the, those campaigns figure out the budget for those campaigns get approvals and then get approvals from you know the product management leaders the marketing leaders on the copy and get approval from the legal the policy and that side of the org to make sure everything is in line with the brand and does not violate any terms so it's just it's one like one of the huge one of the most uh, highly cross-functional pro- processes in, in a big company i've been through and the surprising part was everything was managed through a google sheet the one master spreadsheet for everyone to look at the one master spreadsheet and th- then the, to follow up on that let's say we had to do another launch six months down the lane and it was a new PM, product marketing manager was leading it and they had their own way of doing it mm. so all the good things which we had learned in the past and it was just being repeated again because it's a new process a new sheet i mean there's times when people didn't know where the latest logo was because it's stored in some kind of a dropbox link and this is one person who had the link to the dropbox and just not like one place was always managed so it's, it's and then this is the same thing whether it's facebook whether it's an early stage or uh, you know whether it's like road stage company it's highly fragmented process the, the various assets and copies are distributed in various different you know, google drive or dropbox folders of different users and yeah then pmms uh, the i mean 80 percent or like even of the time for pmms instead of actually applying the launch they're just managing stakeholders yeah a lot of moving parts there right and a lot of complexity that you, you gave us some insights into about all the information that has to be kept track of, made available to others, get approvals for, you know, checkoffs on. And we've talked in the past, too, about the role of product manager in the sense of if we are the ones helping to understand what the customer needs, what their unmet needs are, what the problem is, what the task it is they want to accomplish. And then we're figuring out how to create value to solve that problem for them, right? But the, but the solution, often our job is kind of done, you know, once the product starts getting created, and certainly once it gets created, And we have gained an enormous amount of information about how the customer thinks about their problem, right? The language that they use in discussing their problem, at least if we've done a good job, you know, being close to our customers. And that information doesn't always make its way into the go-to market planning. That key messaging and positioning that we learned firsthand from the customer sometimes gets just dropped out of the process, right? Yeah. And so having some mechanisms for keeping track of this information, sharing it appropriately and getting people to act on it is pretty important. 
This is a quick break to thank you for listening and to give you 10 hard-earned recommendations that will help you advance as a product manager and be recognized as a product leader. They are based on insights I've learned after working with many product professionals like you in several organizations, helping them advance using my Rapid Product Master Experience, or the RPM Experience. You can apply the first recommendation in just five minutes, and it will change how you think about the work you do and also increase your confidence at the same time. I shared it with a leader at Dell Computers when she asked how they can create a more innovation-oriented culture. I also used it to help a startup founder reframe their value proposition. And a marketing manager applied it when she was interviewing for a product role. Not only did she get the job, she also nearly doubled her salary in the process. All that from just the first recommendation. Now, a lot of people have already downloaded the recommendations, and I don't want you to miss out if you haven't done it yet. They're all in a PDF titled, 10 Changes Product Teams Should Make Now to Consistently Launch Products Customers Love. Easily get it by going to productmasterynow.com slash love, that's L-O-V-E, love, because the recommendations will help you better create products that customers love. Don't get passed by others that are already using the recommendations to advance their career. You deserve to advance too. Go to productmasterynow.com slash love and get the recommendations. I wanted to ask you because you have a, a reference, uh, you have a statement on your website, the Ignition website that talks about the number of product failures, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I imagine, you know, one of the reasons is just given all this complexity that you have seen things fail is because elements just get missed and miscommunicated. And But, but what are some of the, the factors that you see that are responsible or, or contributing to failures in launching products? Yeah, absolutely. I think... It's funny because, you know, it's, 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 especially as a PM, you're like, Hey, I'm going to build a great product and users will come. They don't come. <laughs> so it's like, or you just do a product launch and you go party, right? There's no attribution or there's no measurement. It's just, there's so many like memes or uh, they have about product launches. The other one is like, you know, product hunt is where most products go to die. You know, it's, it's, you know, just launching on product hunt is not just a launch. You really have to have a strategic process around it. I mean, I love product hunting. We launch on product, by the way. Don't get me wrong. It's just a. Yeah, but any of us that know what product hunt is, we're already the early adopters, right? We're, we're, right. We're, we're not by any means the the majority of the market out there. Exactly. So there, I think the the one of the biggest issues is like there is no concept of a strategic planning process for a go to market. Like there's huge underinvestments in resource and under underinvestment and resourcing for a launch process or a go to market planning process. Almost, whether you're an early stage company or a growth stage company, most of your resources go go into engineering and product development and fixing bugs. There's very little resources being dedicated to like thinking about, you know, how do you message this value prop to the users? How do you position this product with respect to the competitors and what channels you can use to actually get to those target users, right? I mean, like I keep, I mean, keep telling people like sending an email is not a launch. You know, sending an email to customers is not a launch. It's just you need a multi-channel approach to grading in front of your target users. You need to have various touch points. You need to constantly keep reminding users of the value prop of your product in order to get them to use it. And there is very little investments in, in this whole planning process. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. The, the second thing is also like, you know, there's also not a ton of experience in doing that. If you look at a lot, also if you look at a lot of the companies, most of the founders tend to be ex PMs or engineers and they always uh, value the product and engineering side of things over the marketing side of things and tend to underinvest and I think 
that's another mistake. Or even if they are PMMs, there's probably like some like a little bit of a junior PMMs who don't have enough mentorship or somebody who is like a customer success person who's been recently promoted to being like a product marketing manager or, or the PM themselves who's just doing the launch and they don't have previous experience in doing the launches at, at a larger scale at different companies. So that's the second reason. The third is like, again, talking about the process, there should be like a tiered process, like, you know, for example, tier one, two, three, right? So if it's just an API, you know, you just added a new field to API, that's like a tier three release. You probably like send an email to your customers, you blog about it, um, and then you have some kind of release notes on it and you're done. Whereas a tier one process is a multi-month planning process. You're literally thinking about the whole, you know, t- setting the objectives, as I said, talking, thinking about who the target audience is, talking to the users, figuring out the messaging, positioning channels and all that. And then it's also the, it's also funny sometimes is that the, you, the, the marketing side of things, sometimes they haven't talked to the users at all. Right. Uh, and then, so you are supposed to, communicate the value prop to the users and then the, the PMs are the ones who are talking a lot to the users but users don't know have the same context as the PM so what you end up doing is just copying everything in the product spec and then tweaking the copy to make it your launch and again that does that's not going to work because it's a completely different process when you think about it so that's yet another reason and then finally you also need to think about what kind of uh, marketing objective uh, you're going after right for example let's say you're creating a new category Versus, you know, you're just uh, getting competitors to switch to your, I mean, getting users to switch to your product from competitors, like a competitive switching, right? So competitive switching works where you can just email them a bunch of discount coupons, or you could invest in, you know, if you're in category growth, you could invest in SEO. But if you're a new category, but you're trying to invest in, in, in SEO, it doesn't make sense because it's a new category. People are not searching for them yet, right? So then you need to invest in uh like heavy content generation and and then uh, using that to drive your go to market process right so i think having this uh, ability to kind of clearly discern the different objectives and having a game plan uh for or, or like a playbook for each objective and at the same time the tier of the launch that constitutes an entire like a go to market process okay and most companies don't have this which is why product launches fail yeah. And when you gave the example before at Facebook and when you talked through some of the factors too, right? One thing that stood out to me is the kind of the lack of repeatability, right? The lack of that, that proven process that we at least have communicated and know how to use among ourselves. The lack of knowing which channels have worked in the best to best attract customers in alignment with our objective. And like, I suspect another factor too, just the lack of timing. It's not unheard of for our product projects to be maybe a little bit late compared to what we wanted them to be. Yeah. And so when that happens, anything towards the end of getting it into customers' hands tends to get squeezed and we have less time than we wanted to have. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's another huge factor. In fact, I think marketing teams and engineering, to, engineering teams rarely talk to each other. And uh, and then, then, you know, the, it's, they're very rarely... Uh, communicate any delays in product launches or shipping dates or you know there's times where you know the marketers have been informed about a product launch like two, two weeks ago and they just do not have time to invest in a high quality process or they've invested this, all this time in this launch process and then the you know the product is delayed for another six months right so there's like this is also this huge coordination of the timing problem to also fix especially in, in, in larger orgs so a lot going on there so that, that gives us good appreciation for, you know, for some of the things that need to take place and the information that's needed. And then some of the reasons why go-to-market strategy might not be as successful as we would like it for it to be, even just have failed launches. 
Can you take us through how this should be, right? What, what are the elements or the activities that should be happening in go-to-market planning for us to be? So even when you think about go-to-market in general, you can look at it as macro level or micro level. So the macro level go-to-market is a company level go-to-market strategy, which is set by the founders or the executives where, you know, are we going to be a sales-led motion? Are you going to be a product-led, you know, PLG-led motion? So how do you think about that? So that's most mostly like macro level. But I guess the most interesting part is the micro level, which is like, how do you ship the specific products or features? When you come up with a go-to-market plan, the first thing is you need to have a tiering process in place. Like you need to understand, you need to have a different playbook. Are you launching an entirely new product? Are you just, you know, enhancing the existing product with a small feature? So where in the spectrum, you know, this launch actually belongs to? And when you think about the plan itself, first thing is you need to have very clear objectives and KPIs. You know, what's your business objective? You know, is it increase the top line? Is it increased to retention? Like, what's your business objective? And then the second is, what's your marketing objective, right? Is it, is it like category growth or, you know, or is it like new category creation? Like, are you basically, you know, launching a product which is going to establish a new category in the in the market? Or, or are you entering a crowded market and then, you know, you're trying to position a product that way, which is very different strategies required for both. So you need to be very clear about what your objectives are. Uh, and then the objectives then lead to the KPIs, right? So how do you measure success? How do you know the, whether the launch is success? So is it, are you going after number of leads or revenue or churn rate or retention? What's your objective behind the product launch? So the first step in the process is setting very clear objectives and KPIs. The second step is figuring out who your target audience is. So what's the persona look like? So you need to have a very clear idea of your, who's your ICP is like, ICP is like ideal customer profile is, right? So, you know, where do they work? You know, where do they usually hang out online? You know, what do they like? What are their interests? You know, what are the jobs to be done? What are their frustrations? What are their problems? A very clear definition of the persona. So basically defining your target audience. So that's step two. Then step three is basically figuring out, okay, how do you now position the product to those target audience? Basically, you know, you have, you, then you need to do competitive research. You need to understand how competitors are positioning their products. Then you need to figure out how you can position your products such that, you know, you can differentiate from the competitors and highlight your value prop, which comes to the next step, which is all about messaging. So messaging is all about, you know, having this 140 character copy, uh, like, like almost like elevator copy. Like if you want to pitch somebody in elevator, how would you pitch this product? Uh, what's the value prop? What are the top three uh, features? So clearly defining the messaging strategy. So having a very, uh, this is where the, you know, the copywriters, uh, you probably work with copywriters to come up with a very clear messaging. So messaging the value prop of your product to your target audience. Mm-hmm. So once you're done with, you know, target audience positioning messaging, then you figure out, okay, which channels do I use to get to my target audience? Like where, like where do they live? Should I use SEO? Should I use Facebook ads? Should I use blogs? Should I use in-product notifications? Or should I do a combination of all of these? You know, should I run ads, you know, in, in radio? So, you know, if the budget is high, even use TV. Like basically what channels are you going to use to get to the users given, given your target audience definition? Right. I mean, a lot of the times, for example, if your users are business users, uh, and then you run Facebook ads, you're going to have very little conversion because probably like LinkedIn is much better for you, right? So you just have to figure out which channels do you want to use. Then once you've figured out the channels, then you need to you need to come up with campaigns to run on those channels. So you need to work with copywriters to generate copy, designers to generate assets, and think about what's your budget you want to invest in each channels and put together an entire campaigns for each of those channels and start executing on those uh, campaigns, right? 
And then, then, then you have the launch day checklist. So when on the day you go live, make sure the engineers have shipped the product. It's everything is QA'd. You have approvals from the legal. You know, all the campaigns are ready to go. You almost have a war room where you have all the stakeholders in the war room and you're just like literally going like check, 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 check. So you have a huge launch list. And then the last thing I want to think about is like, um, before the launch day, you also aligned all the stakeholders, right? You've got approvals from, you know, your, the, the leadership in product, in marketing. There's always some conflicts. The products want, you know, they'll be like, Hey, why do, why are we, why is the copy? I don't like this copy. We probably need to position it this way. And the marketers will be like, no, this is what is more relevant to the users we're targeting. So there's always this uh, difference in opinions and you, you need to like uh, solve all that ahead of the launch that comes in the messaging section. So yeah, once you do that, you're ready to launch. And basically that's pretty much how your go-to-market plan looks like. So just to summarize, you know, you have a tiered system. And, and then when you start planning your go-to-market, you need to think about your objectives and KPIs. You need to think about who your target audience is and how do you going to position your product with respect to competitors? What are, what are the messaging frameworks you're going to use? What channels are you going to use to get to your target audience? Uh, then thinking about all the copies and assets you need to generate in order to create campaigns for those channels. Then get all the stakeholder approvals required to run the campaign. And finally, on the launch day, you have this whole checklist where you, you know, basically go through the launch. And then I guess app, post-launch, um, tra- traditionally post-launch, you go party. But I would also say you also have very, need to have very clear measurements in place so you can measure, okay, like 30 days before and after the launch, what was the increase in number of leads on the website or in the revenue or the sales deals closed? And then, yeah, and also probably run a retrospective survey on what could have gone better. So that's like the entire, like a launching process. Lots of details in there for us. I appreciate that. So we have some objective alignment with the business to start with or marketing. What are we going to measure for success, which is probably more than just revenue, because revenue tends to be a little bit later of an indicator than some other things we can measure, like you know, clicks and leads and downloads and the like. Our target audience, so we clearly know who we're going to target, and that means we should be selecting the right channels that they're already paying attention to, the messaging that's going to be effective with them, and how to put that together into copyrighted campaigns. Not not IP we're talking about, but you know the copywriting of the campaigns that are effective and get everything out. But when I see problems in launches, it's often some alignment issues. Right, that maybe there was some disagreement internally about who the ideal customer actually was. The the less effective one got picked, or even just the wrong one did. I've worked with, with teams where we have literally had people at the executive level on the same team using the same words for the the ideal customer, and they actually meant different, you know, different segments completely. Right, not 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 even close. Mm-hmm. And you figure that out kind of late. And if you figure that out too late, then you might have your messaging going out over the wrong channels because they're not paying attention to it. That's not where they are. Or the wrong messaging because you directed them to the wrong wrong set. So those alignment issues can, can get you. I would think somewhere in there, we're doing something along the way to kind of just test this in a sense of, you know, validating, is, is this all right? Yes, right. Yep. I suspect that kind of gets missed more times than not. But, you know, indeed, do we have the right alignment? Are we talking to the right audience? Is this the message effective for them? Yeah. And that gets hard, right? Because, again, this is very cross-functional and you have to pull in the people who have the right understanding to be able to help you validate that. Or you're doing some early testing, right? Some uh, test marketing to try to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, you need to maybe run some messaging. Like you, uh, Even before you run messaging tests, you need to, you know, 
talk to as many users and make sure all you record all those insights you know run surveys if required and look at look at both qualitative and quantitative data so quantitative data is data you get from metrics which is what and qualitative data is why so you kind of combine the data and hypothesize with like why your pro- you know, users like the product or don't like the product. And then when you're thinking about messaging, you know, it'd be good to run messaging tests. Where, you know, the best way you could just literally, you know, search Google search ads with different messages and see what the click through rate, which is the highest for which message. So, and you can then use that in your, in your campaign. So yeah, definitely there's a lot of testing, alignment user research required, which is like even done before the launch, before you even start planning the launch. That, that was very helpful. I, I'm curious, just reflecting on your experience between this kind of the startup environment and then, you know, Facebook is now Meta. It's obviously a very large organization. How this might look different based on either the point in time of the organization, like the startup is, you know, we, we may not, knowing any better, pick the wrong target audience to start up, you know, to start with initially. And we have to figure that out, right? Because we don't maybe really have the right product market fit yet, and we're dealing with that. And then the large organization, yeah, there's lots of things moving all at the same time. And, you know, sometimes we just get it done and move on to the next thing. What have you seen as kind of the differences based on scale of organization that happen? I'm going to talk about just go-to-market processes um, first and then just product management in general later. So I think in early stage startups, it's literally the lack of expertise and also lack of resources. And you also need to balance your speed of execution versus actual strategic planning for go to market, right? So that's a huge cost for early stage startups to invest in. And at the same time, they probably also don't have as much expertise um, as needed to uh, come up with this launch process. The single mistake, the single biggest mistake I've seen, as I said before, like, you know, you're investing in SEO where in reality you are you are creating a new category and it's just not going to work right mm-hmm. being able to you know aware of these uh, differences and what's going to work and what's not going to work so that's a big challenge for early stage startups for late stage companies or you know like start i mean companies like facebook like they have a huge go to market team marketing teams so they have the playbook they have done this so many times before and they're experts here so that's no longer an issue here, but the issue is just stakeholder alignment. It's just making sure everybody's aligned and on the same page, getting approvals for copy, getting approvals for the assets, the plans. You know, it's pure, like it's also a lot of the project management aspect of that, which could be automated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a probably a much bigger issue in larger company compared to smaller companies, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I see like the go to market process in a, in a, in a early stage company and larger companies. And, you know, just talking about, I guess, product management in, in, in general. So, I mean, in fact, sometimes that's another difference is like product managers are the ones doing the launch in early stage companies. Yep. Whereas in late stage companies, you have uh, spe- you know, specialized roles for that who are basically involved in the launch. But talking about just product managers in general, I think the job of a product manager in a, in a late stage company or Facebook is so different from an early stage startup. I would almost consider them very different. It's just because you're, you've been a PM at Google for 10 years doesn't automatically make you an amazing PM for an early stage startup and vice versa. Because on one side, you know, if you're an established company, you have tons of resources. There's somebody who's doing the user research for you. There's somebody who is looking at the data for you. And then there's somebody, obviously you have a designer and, and the engineers are, you have like a lot of engineers and they can do the planning and sprint process and all of that and the execution side themselves. Most of the time you're spending on stakeholder alignment. 
you're just reaching out to partner teams, trying to figure out the roadmap, removing the block roadblocks for your engineers. And that's your job as a PM. Whereas in early stage companies, it's it's literally like you have no resources. You need to hustle. You're doing the user research. You're looking, you're writing SQL queries to pull the data. You know, basically you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, how do I find product market fit if it's like a really early stage company? And there's little, very little of like stakeholder alignment. It's probably like you're talking to the CEO every other day or once a week at least. So there's very little of alignment issues. It's more on, you know, like the, are you able to hustle with very limited resources and still deliver the results, right? And then the same thing applies now. Take step two and go to market planning because you have tons of resources on the large side. It's just a alignment and collaboration issue. On the early stage side, it's just having the expertise to put together a solid go to market plan. Yeah. It's a very good comparison. I appreciate you sharing that, the comparison contrast with us. The startups, because they're smaller, like you said, you're, you're talking all the time among the team and everyone is more likely to be on the same page. And in the large organization, yeah, the stakeholders are likely to be on different pages and we have to figure that out. In the startup environment, you know, maybe we our product is a word processor. And we're, we're responsible for that whole thing. At Microsoft, you might be a product manager for search, that is one aspect of Microsoft Word, right? Just because of the scale of things, they have product managers for what we might consider features of, of specific products. That scale makes a big difference. Exactly. Really helpful. Uh, it's good for us as product people to be thinking about, even if we're not necessarily involved in that launch, what does have to happen there? And the knowledge that we have if we are working on the earlier aspects of product is really important to help us as an organization have a successful launch. So we should be definitely contributing to to that launch activities in some form. As listeners know, we love innovation quotes around here. Um, What do you have for us and what does that mean to you? Yeah, so one of my favorite quotes is this. So it's from Charles Kettering, who was, uh, I think, the head of research at GM. The quote is, if you have always done it that way, it is probably wrong. And the reason I, I really like this quote is, it really emphasizes change as a driver of innovation. The, 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 the biggest issue or the biggest roadblock for innovation is, you know, basically being very skeptical of change or hesitating to make changes in your process. And it's the same thing even in the go-to-market. I talked to a lot of PMs um, or, or even PMMs before. It's like, oh, yeah, we have always done it this way, though. That, but, but that doesn't mean it's right. It's probably wrong because the types keep changing. You need to keep innovating and you need to be open to change. And that's the only way you're going to succeed and thrive in this ever-changing world. You know, if you just get stuck in your comfort zone, it's just a matter of time before another competitor or somebody else comes by and is going to eat your lunch. Yeah, that's really good. If we keep doing things the way we always have, likely we're not learning either. So I appreciate you sharing that quote with us. <laughs> Given the stakeholder problem, right, it stood out to me, your experience at Facebook, that, you know, we had the big master spreadsheet for one launch, and then the next launch was actually different, right? It was There wasn't the same master plan or it was a different master plan, right? And at scale, as we scale, we, we have problems keeping everyone on the same spa- same page of stakeholder alignment. I imagine this is what Ignition set out to uh, solve, the uh, group that you co-founded. would love to hear just a little bit about how you do that. And for people that want to find out more about the work you do and the resources you have available, uh, share that with us too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly why we are building Ignition. It's basically an end-to-end go-to-market platform where you can do all your launch planning launch planning in one place, including the stakeholder alignment piece, which is probably one of the most important things, especially if you're a large company. You can find out more about Ignition by going to our website. The website is haveignition.com, H-A-V-E 
I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N.com or you could connect with me on LinkedIn or on Twitter. My Twitter, my handle is just my first name, last name. And, you know, happy to also, you know, chat one-on-one if you have other stories to share or need any feedback on your own go-to-market processes. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. And so, again, it was haveignition.com? That's right, haveignition.com. Excellent. So that's the best place to go for find out more about what you do and resources there. And at least when I looked at the website, there was also a no cost level to try the platform out, right? So we can get our feet wet and kind of see what these tools look like to help us to get on the same page, creating a launch strategy. Yeah, thanks, Chad. Thanks for flagging that. Yes, it's definitely absolutely free to try. So you can just go to the website, sign up and then start testing the product you don't need there's no gating you need to schedule any demos with any people you don't need to talk to anybody you can go sign up and start using the product right away appreciate that and once again listeners if you hear anything that you want to go back to or you want an easy way of sharing this as a summary with others you can find the one page action guide to help you put into action the key concepts and also a written detailed summary of everything we talk about at productmasterynow.com slash 377 karthik i really appreciate you being with us today Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Appreciate it too. And everyone, keep innovating. Thank you for listening to Product Mastery Now, where product leaders and managers gain product mastery through practical knowledge, influence, and confidence. By listening, you are becoming a product master, creating products customers love. Find additional resources at productmasterynow.com. Keep innovating.